This podcast is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for up-to-date information regarding this podcast and all the other awesome podcasts that we produce. If you would like to learn more about the podcast that we produce, visit fsproductions.ca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, just another Star Wars podcast hosted by a couple of nerds. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I'm just going to take a couple moments here to thank the individuals who helped to make this podcast possible. So a very special thank you to Barbara Emerson, Wanda Smith, Tierra Penner, Tori Smith, Jeff Perry, and Jacob Murphy. Thank you all so much for your continued support. If you would like to be one of these awesome individuals, check out the Podcast Network's Patreon page. You can find it at patreon.com slash fsproductions. When you support the Podcast Network, you in turn support us. All the money that the Podcast Network Froggy Style Productions gets uh, through Patreon, they use to make the shows better. Uh, they, they used to make the shows on their network better, and we happen to be one of those shows. So uh, consider supporting the podcast network. Uh, the website, again, is patreon.com slash fsproductions. There will be a link in the episode notes. There's lots of cool rewards over there. Uh, if you do decide to donate to the Patreon page, you can get stuff like early, unedited, and ad-free access to all of the podcasts. And there's also bonus audio content and fun stuff like that. So consider checking it out. If you would like to donate to this show directly, you can do so at fsproductions.ca. There's something called a virtual tip jar. Uh, When you visit fsproductions.ca, you will see a button. It says virtual tip jar. Uh, And if you would like, that should take you to PayPal. And you can make a one-time cash donation, or you can set up reoccurring donations that way. If you're not a fan of Patreon for whatever reason, uh, you can do it that way through the virtual tip jar at fsproductions.ca. If you are looking for a free way in which you can support the show, uh, I'm sure you've heard it before, but ratings and reviews are huge for podcasts, especially new podcasts like us. They help us get through those evil algorithms to reach the most amount of glorious Star Star Wars fans that we possibly can. And we definitely want to reach the most amount of Star Wars fans that we possibly can because Star Wars fans are awesome, so... Yeah, ratings and reviews. If you can leave a rating or review, that helps the show out immensely. Also, just tell your friends about it. If you know somebody who's really into Star Wars and you like our podcast, maybe mention it to them and maybe they'll start listening as well. That'd be cool. And it's at least a free way in which you can support the show. If you are fans of this show and any of the other shows that the podcast network Froggy Style Productions produces, uh, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter. You can find the sign-up page at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing you're going to see when you visit the website. You just type in your email, hit subscribe, and you are signed up for the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter comes out on the first Monday of every month. 
Uh, and it just basically keeps you up to date with everything that's happening at Froggy Style Productions. It keeps you up to date with all the podcasts and stuff like that. It gives you a podcast release schedule for the month. And it also sends the most recent episodes of all of the podcasts directly into your inbox so you don't have to go looking around the internet for them. So that's pretty cool. And if that's something you're interested in, like I said, fsproductions.ca is where you can find the sign-up page for the monthly newsletter. While you're there, check out the website. There's lots of cool supplementary material that go along with a lot of these podcasts, and all of the podcasts do get posted there. So again, one more time, just in case you didn't hear it, that website is fsproductions.ca. On this episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, me and my co-host Brendan Long sit down to discuss Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 1. So this is the animated TV series The Clone Wars. Uh, It's the first time that both me and Brendan have ever watched the series. And it's very surprising because it is really good. I I cannot believe how good The Clone Wars is. not much more to say about it than that uh you'll hear us kind of fanboy out over over the series and you'll hear our opinions and thoughts on it obviously in the episode so thank you very much for listening the next episode of the podcast should be coming at you on july 14th so keep your eyes peeled for that and like i said uh thank you for listening i hope you have a great day And may the force be with you. A long time ago, in a galaxy not so far away. Well, welcome to another episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, everybody. It is confirmed that is the name of the podcast. Uh, I know, like, in the very first episode, it was like, is it? Is it going to be? But it has been confirmed. Yeah, it's been posted, so now it's confirmed. Yeah, it's, it's been posted. Way. We got the Instagram page. We got, like, the... Uh, I, it's uh, it's everywhere. Go go follow it. You You have to be actually... Because this is episode four, we've just recorded these pretty far in advance. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that was possibly the worst intro to a podcast in the entire world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as you probably know by now, I'm Cody Smith, and I am joined virtually by Brendan Long. Hello. I am here. Uh, yep. And in this episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, we will talking. we will be talking about Star Wars... The Clone Wars, which is the animated series, and we will be talking about season one. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. So I guess um, just to start off, yeah, give us give us your opening thoughts on this, Brendan. Uh, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I've never I gone I went completely blind into this. I've never watched any of these other than maybe like, you know, on Teletoon when I was high in university one time. Do you know what I mean? So like. I, I, you know, I have no, no prior existing uh, thoughts on it or anything. Um, and coming into it completely fresh was super exciting, uh, super fun. Um, I, I honestly really enjoyed this first season. Um, the first few episodes, I was a little concerned because, like, it felt really little kiddish. Do you know what I mean? Like, just kind of immature. 
Um, but then, yeah, no, I, I know. What you mean. Yeah. And, and, and the animation was a little choppy in the first few episodes, but then I found like around episode four to five, the animation started getting better. The theme started getting a little bit more, you know, mature, which I appreciated. Um, but it still didn't lose like any of its, I don't know, like fun, fun charm or, 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 you know, like it's, it's humor or anything. No, I, I, overall, I really, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely agree with like everything you said there. Um, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I haven't watched this before. I've watched none of them. I mean, I, 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 watching certain episodes, I'm probably like you. I probably flipped onto it if it was on TV in my like late teens or something, and maybe have seen a couple of episodes, but I was never like drawn into it. Yeah, yeah, and like. So I, this was mostly with all fresh eyes as well, but I definitely agree. Like the first couple episodes, it takes a bit to get going. It's kind of like random adventures at first, which I like appreciate in, in a way, but it, there's no like real cohesive story. It seems like, and then like, as you get further into the season one, it seems like, uh, they, they have story arcs, I guess that go over like three or four episodes instead of just like each episode being it's, uh, own kind of like story and tying up by the end of the episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And I was actually gonna bring that up and, and talk about that because like that's you know I, I I wished that there would have been kind of like an overarching story um, <clears throat> throughout the whole season, but maybe that just wasn't within the scope of this for them or something. I don't know. I, I wish that there would have been because you know I, I like episodic shows, but when there's kind of that overarching story, it keeps you a little bit more engaged with the whole thing, um, I find. Uh, but I did, I did like these little mini two to three arcs or two, you know, three to four episode arcs. Like I, I did enjoy them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. And I don't know, cause I haven't seen any of the later seasons of like the Clone Wars. So maybe later seasons do a better job at that. But, um, it is kind of like, you know, the Mandalorian where it's, it is standalone adventures that are over by the end of the episode, but that leads up to the greater, greater thing at the end, and then the season is resolved, right? Yeah, 100%. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, and yes, I feel like this season of The Clone Wars kind of fell short on that a little bit. Yeah, I would agree, totally. I mean, it was, you know, it was fun to watch, and like, the little mini arcs were awesome, but, and, and I guess you could say that there is kind of an overarching story, just with the relationship between Ahsoka, Anakin, and, uh, you know, everybody else, right? But that was, that, that was about it, really. I, I do, I wish there was something. Yeah, no, I agree. And I would also agree with you on, like, the animation style. I found some points I would be watching, and if it was, like, a still frame, I'd be like, holy shit, this is so cool. But anytime it like zoomed out and it showed a lot of movement, it was like, oh fuck, this is really bad animation. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, totally agree. And I, I found that it did get better near the end. Like I found the final sort of five to six episodes, I had no complaints about the animation personally. Um, I thought they were fine. But when they did zoom out or there was like just a lot of stuff happening, you know, war scenes and stuff like that. If there was a lot of stuff happening, it really did not look good. <laughs> and maybe that's just an issue with, you know, the time that it was developed, just because looking at it, the first season was from 2008 to 2009. So it's pretty old. 
Yeah, I agree. And like, I think there's one scene in particular that sticks out for me where they're like running across a bridge and it's like zoomed out and it's showing them and just the way that their legs are moving. You're like, okay, yeah, that's like, uh, that's like almost like a video game. Do you know what I mean? Which is like very reminiscent of the animation style as well. A hundred percent. I think I know the exact scene that you're talking about. It just, yeah, it just looked, I don't know, like sometimes it was just weird. You know, it just didn't work. I will say what like this this show in general does a really good job of is like I feel like in, in some of the earlier episodes that we recorded like especially I'm thinking um the attack of the clones episode there was a lot of things that we were like uh, well I wish we knew the story behind this guy or I wish we got some more background information on this guy or whatever and this I feel like we're going to eat our words a little bit because like this series provides that background information that was like lacking in the movies a hundred percent. Yeah. There was a, a few Jedi masters that like, you know, you could, you recognized from the movies where they had full episodes about, um, I can't remember the one guy's name. I think I know but it, Kit, Kit Fisto. Yes. It's Fisto. Yes, 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 yes. It's Kit Fisto. Um, I love that episode. I thought that was an awesome episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And he was cool. His voice was amazing that I actually have a, a note in my little notebook about how much I love his voice, but yeah, you know, just the, the fact that they, uh, you know, provided just more background to that. I loved. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And like, that actually i wrote down just like my top three favorite episodes and that was in the top three favorite episodes it's called the layer of grievous but it's just kit fisto and his padwan uh mon calamari which i think is the best name for like that fish race like general akbar <laughs> kind of thing like come yeah. on yeah 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 it was it. such a good it was such a good episode it was like and it gave a lot of context to general grievous as well because that was like a like kind of a, a darker creepier episode almost like the tone like tonally at least yeah when i think it was his doctor he's like well what you know he asked him why did you take the enhancements or something like that like there was there was you know like you said it provided a little bit of info on him which i loved and yeah the tone was definitely a little bit darker um when his uh former padawan now now knight ends up dying spoilers people um if you didn't think there were spoilers coming you're listening to a podcast that's entirely spoilers but anyways um <laughs> but when when he died i was like oh shit like they you know they're they're not pulling back any punches yeah no it, like and there's a lot of kind of moments like that it, it's something that I, I i found while watching the whole series is that it really kind of uh brings the whole clone war like i guess that it's obvious because that's the name of the fucking animated series but it, it puts like the clone war into like a real context right it's not like this epic thing that kind of happened it's like showing you all sides of the war and like the costs of war and stuff like that a hundred percent uh and i really like that like i would argue that it's almost if you're really into star wars um it's, it's almost required watching for sure yeah yeah, no, I I would agree, and it, it kind of it's kind of unfortunate that like this is how they did it, right? Because I feel like a lot of people kind of miss out on the Clone Wars unless you are like like the most hardcore of Star Wars fans, because essentially it is a children's cartoon. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I never tuned into it. I didn't even like. I I had a vague knowledge that it was happening, you know, but I thought. Uh, you know, I was 18 at the time when it came out and I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like standard 18 year old attitude. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish that they would have, 
I don't know, maybe done better advertising or something, you know, because it's, it is, it is really, I don't know. I really, really liked it. Uh, and yeah, provides a ton more context for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I found myself so many times, like, like as episodes were happening or whatever, or things would be revealed. And like, I would be like almost on the edge of my seat, you know, I was like super like, uh, I guess absorbed by what was happening and like invested in the characters and the stories that were being told. And it's just like when, when, when stuff would happen that I didn't expect, I would literally be like, Oh shit. Like I would say it out loud and stuff. Cause I was so invested. I just, I found myself enjoying it and like thinking multiple times while watching it, just like how cool this is a hundred percent. Um, and I, I love some of like the little one-off characters that they introduced. There's a, uh, a Jedi Master, uh, her, her official name is Luminara Unduli. Um, she's in that episode where they're, they're escorting uh, Newt Gunray back to the Republic or somewhere, I can't remember. Um, and then Asajj Ventress attacks them and, and tries to free uh, Newt Gunray. Um, and I love that character. I thought she was awesome. You know, kind of standard. She just, like, really gave me a Jedi vibe, you know, like calm, uh, collected you know, not letting, not letting her anger take a hold of her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I that, that was a good episode. Cause it was also, uh, cause Ahsoka Tano was in it. And then, yeah, the, the, the enemy was Ventress. So it was kind of like a, like, it was kind of like a, a girl power episode almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. But I get what you mean. Like, yes, she is like the epitome of the Jedi. Like you watch that episode and you're kind of like, she, where, where some of the other Jedi masters don't, do it as well she like embodies like the good jedi like the proper jedi who actually kind of follows the rules of the jedi order a hundred percent and and you see a little bit of ahsoka being kind of a i don't know maybe maybe against that perfect embodiment of it like when she's threatening nuke gunray um yeah w- with her lightsaber and then and then luminar's like you know, hey, don't do that or whatever. Like, I, I really, I, I loved it. I, I, I thought that was a fantastic episode. And I think that that's going to hint, you know, a little bit towards her character arc as a whole. I mean, we'll see. There's still seven more seasons, but I think that that's the direction that it's headed. Maybe. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I think that, like, I think especially towards, like, the later seasons, I think it kind of starts to revolve more around Ahsoka and less around Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I, I feel like because Ahsoka Tano is Anakin's Padwan, and Anakin obviously is kind of that rebel Jedi who eventually becomes Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, especially in this episode with Lumin- Luminar- Luminari? Luminara. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, that it provides kind of that balance that Ahsoka Tano's character would need just by being Anakin's Padwan. A hundred percent. And, and actually that's something I wanted to talk about too, was like, at first I found, um, Ahsoka really annoying. (laughs) Initially I was like, I hate this character. Uh, but as the, as it went on, um, I just, I found myself really liking her more and more. I don't know if it's just the writing or that's the intention with her character arc. She just like, she almost starts to take on, like, you know how throughout the series, Anakin and Obi-Wan kind of like talk shit to each other. Um, she starts to do the same thing to Anakin, which I loved. I thought that was so funny. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I always find myself questioning, like, especially when I'm watching cartoons and stuff, like, I'll have thoughts like that. And I'll be like, oh, like, this very specific thing happens. But it like, and I read into it a bunch. And I'm like, am I reading into this too much? Or is this just a fucking kids cartoon? Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I know exactly what you mean. And I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. You know the the prime the prime um, cartoon for that is is Avatar. Frankly, yeah, yeah. Actually, we just I was just thinking that as well. It's like it's you watch it and you're like, okay, did the animators mean for this to be like this deep and like this dissectable, or is it just is it just there because they needed something to fill in the space or whatever? You know, a hundred percent. And and you know maybe maybe a bit of both. You know, yeah. Yeah, and it, it could be it could go to that whole Jordan Peterson thing about whereas like maybe they're not actually consciously thinking of it, and it is coming through the subconscious, and it's just like these are these are stories that are so like uh, I guess ingrained in our genetics and just like in our society and our culture that like just they naturally come out in that way. A hundred percent, I could totally see that for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know, that's that's maybe a broader broader conversation compared to yeah, what we're yeah. discussing. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, if, if if you can look into that stuff and it's there, um, even if it was intended or not, it's still still valid. I don't know if that makes sense, but Yeah, no, I, I totally I totally agree with that. And I think that it's uh you know, just the Star Wars universe in general is very good for that. And I, I what I really like about this series is that uh, I, I guess I kind of said that the, the story revolves around Anakin Obi- and Obi-Wan. But really, when you look at it, it doesn't. Actually. No, no. It, it revolves around the entire war. Like it's, uh, you know, you have Anakin and Obi-Wan episodes. You have uh, with all the Jedi. And then you have Padme episodes and um episodes with the clones right and with the clones actually that's another one of my top three episodes was the it's called rookies um it's like episode five or something but it's the first episode where it's just it's it's just all about the clones yes love that episode too i thought it was great yeah it's like there's no jedi in it whatsoever or if there are they like come in at the end to save the clones or whatever but it's like it just shows you, again, it kind of humanizes the war a little bit, and it shows you from a perspective that isn't like, uh, I don't know, these super-powered generals who, with lightsabers, like, they obviously are going to see war differently than the the troops uh, on the front lines with the blasters, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, and there, there was an episode where one of the clones ends up betraying uh, his troop or be- just betraying the the Republican general. And I thought that that was really cool. Really, really cool. Because yeah. I think he said something like, you know, they can provide me something that you guys can't and that's freedom. And I thought that was really, really, I thought that was an awesome line. Yeah. No, that, that episode was also really cool. Yeah. And it shows you the, uh, I think Rex and Cody are the two commanders. Yes. Yeah. Those guys are sick. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. And we still have seven seasons worth of them. I'm hoping, right? Like it's just yeah. going to get deeper, which is amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm I'm pretty sure that they're making content about what's aren't they doing a show about a squadron of clones who don't obey order 66? I think so. I think so. It's probably be about them. Yeah, cuz I could see that being like such I was actually thinking as I was watching that one episode in particular like how cool that content would be because like you see the relationship between the clones and the Jedi and it's like a very like cordial like 
like the Jedi actually give a fuck about the clones. You know what I mean? They they treat them as like they're humans, right? And they are humans, but like they tr- they don't just treat them as like these faceless, robots. expendable troops. Yeah, yeah like yeah. robots. They they actually give a fuck about the men and their losses and stuff like that. Totally, totally. I, I really really enjoyed that, and I think again it's going to provide more context to the war as a whole, and give it a more like human face, right? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. Did they actually get Christopher Lee to voice Count Dooku? Because it sounds a lot like him. <laughs> I've, I feel like they did. Uh, yeah, it, it's very possible. I know, I know they only got a couple of the original voices, and some of them are, like, really good. Um, like, whoever does Obi-Wan is, sounds exactly like Obi-Wan. Dude, it's crazy. I was thinking that... Um, like, in full honesty, I, I, I binged this whole season over the past week, pretty much, because I, like, watched a few episodes here and there, and I was like, you know what, it's better just to get all of them together so that I have a clear idea of what's happening, which kind of turned out to be pointless because there's, like, just many arcs. But yeah, I watched the last episode last night, and I was like, man, he sounds so much like Ewan McGregor. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, the, the one that I noticed didn't sound like the character at all was, uh, whoever's doing, um, Mace Windu. Fuck. Uh, no, I think that's actually Samuel L. Jackson. Is it? I didn't think he sounded like him at all. <laughs> that's so I, weird. From what I, I think he's one of the few people who actually voices himself. Yeah. Um, I have something to say about Mace Windu, but, uh, it's the emperor, uh, Palpatine, whoever did Palpatine did a terrible job. Oh yeah. Really bad. Really, really bad. But he has such a unique voice, right? I guess so does Sam Jackson, so... Yeah. Um, Mace Windu, you get to, like, uh, in that last... It's, like, the second last episode or whatever, or maybe, like, the third last episode, where Mace Windu actually comes into, like, uh, play. Um, But you get to see, like, I guess the power of Mace Windu. Like, I felt sometimes when, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting... um, it's almost like that they forget that they're Jedi. Yes. Like, it's like, why didn't you just use your force powers to like catch that or whatever? Why didn't you do Jedi things? It's like, but then you see Mace Windu in that final or that ending episode or whatever near the end. And he doesn't like, he just like, Oh, uh, I'll just like force power these guys across the bridge while I also flip around on all this other stuff and slash this guy with my lightsaber and then I'll force jump over there and we'll all be fine. You know what I mean? He like yeah. uses his full Jedi power. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree with you on that one. It's like, yeah. It, it, he, I Like you said, I, I felt like Anakin and Obi-Wan, but that, I always kind of feel like this with the even the movies. Like, I never really feel like you get to see a full... Like a Jedi doing its full thing. Do you know what I mean? There's only like one or two times where you're like, holy shit. And yeah. the, the times that I can think of are when Yoda uh, fights Emperor Palpatine and you get to see him do all of his crazy shit. Um, Agreed. And when else? Maybe when Yoda fights Dooku. Uh, but there's only a few times like that, right? Like, there's just not many times where you can see the full power. And yeah, I would totally agree. This one felt like one of those times. And it looks like it's the second last episode, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the second last episode. It's uh, the one where they're they're on uh, Ryloth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. What did you think of the little arc with that evil doctor genius guy who makes the virus? That, I, okay. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm curious. It, it it was interesting. Um, at first, I really still like Jar Jar Binks is still the worst character. I have that in my notes, man. I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, so so do I. I I have it in my notes as well. I wrote it down. I'm so Jar Jar Binks is actually the worst, even in cartoon form. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Like the the very. I yeah. think it's episode number eight. It's called Bombad Jedi. Uh, where everybody thinks that he's a Jedi. I, f- I, f- I hated that episode. <laughs> I, yeah. I hated it. It's so stupid. Yeah, no, it wasn't It wasn't super great. And, like, every time it was, like... And it, every time it came up, it was, like... It was Jar Jar Binks, Padme, and C-3PO. And those were the characters, and they would be in episodes together. So as soon as I saw the beginning of that episode, I was like, oh, fuck, this is gonna suck. Like, <laughs> yep. As soon as he becomes even relevant in the episode, it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, I did not, I, I don't know. I, that was a, it wasn't a, the greatest arc for me. No. I also kind of felt that, like, whereas in the beginning of the season, I really liked Anakin as a character. You get to see, like, his actual, like, pilot abilities and his, like, kind of generalship and stuff like that. But in this arc, particularly, he kind of reverts back to that, like, whiny kind of, like, uh, self-absorbed, one-track mind kind of character, right? Because he's only caring about Padme and like saving her, which is understandable. But it's just like it 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 makes him. I don't know. I I don't like that side of Anakin's character. I guess. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and I wonder how it's going to look as as it continues, right? Because I I wonder if like you know if they're going to show his character progression towards. Uh, episode three Anakin do you know what I mean uh yeah no I totally I totally know what you mean because it's like uh, in theory I guess it 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 should get more and more like that he should get more and more possessed and like kind of exhibit more and more of those negative traits because he is 100 percent. yes he's and I wonder if it's going to explore like a little bit more in depth the relationship between Anakin and Palpatine I hope so I hope it does um, I never, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention or something. I don't know. Um, I never really caught any moments of Palpatine doing evil Palpatine stuff, except maybe once or twice. Did you or no? Uh, not really. Like it always, it, it always felt like he was on our side, you know? Yeah. And, and it, 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 at the very least, I think maybe it could be said that, uh, just through, uh, he kind of always is on the side of like the bureaucracy of government. Yes. So it's like he never wants to act, and he's always like, "Oh, we need to run it through the Senate." So maybe just at, by doing that and playing to like, I guess, the natural bureaucracies of government, it could be kind of construed as maybe yeah being evil. But he was never like overtly evil. Yeah, just the inaction, right? Could be evil. I guess I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but he was always on the side of inaction, I found, for sure. Um, there's, uh, what was the other arc? Um, when they go on to that ice world and they have all those aliens. Oh, that was... I, I, I yeah, love that, that was arc. Like, that's the, that's in the, we've now touched on all of my top three episodes. Yes, yeah, 100%, <laughs> right? Like, those are all the good ones, for sure. I, I, I'm glad that we agree on that because it's in no doubt in my mind that those are the good ones because that, that yeah. yeah, I love that episode. I love that Senator lady. I thought she was really good. You know, at first she even experiences character growth throughout that little time. Like she, 
kind of stands down to that, I don't know what his name is, the Grand, I don't know, Chieftain. Marshall. Or yeah, well, I don't remember what it was. But she, she stands down to him, and then at the end, she, like, stands up to him and forces him out and then takes over the peace negotiations, right? I, I love that episode. Or that's, that, that arc, I guess. Yeah, that was a super good, uh, I, th- I think it was two two episodes maybe, but, like, just the 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 world itself was super cool and uh to see like a i guess an alien culture that is primitive not a spacefaring like yeah it's primitive right yeah yeah 100 percent. but like then they're still like willing to go to war uh to like get these people who have lasers and like hover bikes and they just have no problems like attacking these dudes with like rocks and arrows and shit yeah yeah exactly and they did really well with the rocks and the arrows i felt yeah for sure um like uh in a long drawn out war they would obviously get crushed because like they would just shoot them from space or something but like from like dueling with the landing party and stuff they were actually like a threat which was cool to see yeah i loved that i thought it was really good um i hated that chairman it's chairman cho was his name um yeah. i i hated him from the get-go and i think that was obviously intentional but oh man i hated him <laughs> yeah he's kind of like your you know your pompous i know everything kind of governmental character a hundred percent yeah it's it's too bad because they went from that arc right or at least i think they went from that arc to the virus arc immediately after and i was like oh this is a bit of a downgrade right yeah that that one wasn't super great um I, I do I do like to see uh, the episodes with Padme because it it brings some like competency into Padme's character. Totally. Yeah, she's not like this damsel in distress character, which I think uh, Star Wars in general does a really good job of. You see it with like Princess Leia, right? She's the original. Yes. She's not this help, helpless damsel, and I think Padme kind of like uh, carries that tradition forward. I guess. Totally, totally, and you gotta you gotta respect that, right? Like kind of did that thing before a lot of other people did that, which is kind of impressive. Yeah. I think that George Lucas was, like, really sexist on set, you know? But I think that was just the 70s and how the 70s were. Yeah, no, that's... uh, I totally get that. Uh, Another cool... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I I was just going to say another really cool arc that I really enjoyed was... um, the the arc with the Lermans, the little like lemur people. Yes, I love that arc too. Actually, <laughs> it like it, it didn't feel like super. I don't know as serious as maybe the other arcs, but I just I just enjoyed it. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, no, I agree, and it kind of um, it kind of again shows, I guess, kind of your uh, I don't know that your kind of classic war scenario um, of a a neutral a neutral planet, right? They're, they're pacifists. They don't want to like get involved on either side of the war. Um, and, uh, eventually the war comes to them, whether they like it or not, because the separatists are dicks and they're like, we need to test our weapons on this on un- like unsuspecting civilization, I guess. On, on these poor lemur people, like good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact, actually, George Takei does the voice of the bad guy in that episode. <laughs> oh, really? That makes sense. He's, kind of sounds like him totally yeah yeah but i i actually had like a really crazy thought about just like star wars in general because i again i was maybe i think i was high when i watched this story arc (laughs) but there was like this very uh profound line when the elder of the village is talking to the jedi 
Um, and he's like explaining why he's not on the Jedi side. And it's like, yes, you say that you're guardians or whatever, but like you come in and you bring violence here and you treat us as if we're, you know, expendable and stuff like that. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing totally because I watched it like a couple weeks ago. But I basically had the thought about this, like the whole Star Wars, Star Wars as a whole. And basically like that's like the Jedi themselves like they represent order, right? And then the Sith represent chaos. And it's just like this constant struggle between order and chaos. And it's like vying, like the good point is when they both exist in like balance. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's like an argument that I think a lot of the Star Wars people sort of point towards is that like, you know, the the force is supposed to be balanced. It's not supposed to be just full dark or full light, right? Like you are, you're always supposed to have some kind of conflict between the Jedi and the Sith. And like the true Jedi are quote unquote gray Jedi, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and there's like arguments that Luke starts to head in that direction um, after, after the third movie and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I don't know. It's it, it, interesting, super interesting that you bring that up because I totally, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, this is, like, the prequels are all about, um, the prequels are all about the, the order side of things being dominant, right? Like, the Jedi, the Jedi Order is kind of in control, and the Sith were thought to be extinct and stuff like that, and then it's the war that happens there, and then the original trilogy is about chaos being in control, like, the, um, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you could actually even flip those. Like, Yeah, I was just thinking that because the Empire, right? Yeah, the Empire is very, like, order-driven. And, like, maybe, huh, maybe they're both order. I don't know. Just different? And, I have no idea. Yeah, just different, different sides of the same coin. Anyways, wow, too much thinking about this. But then I guess uh, <laughs> uh, the... The, the sequel movies, the sequel trilogy, the newest ones could be about uh, the, the gray Jedi coming into prominence, I guess, because I would say that Luke Skywalker kind of embodies the gray Jedi and then he passes that on to Rey as well. Yeah, exactly. Those, man, those movies are so disappointing. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah. you don't get you don't get that at all from the new trilogy. It's just me reading into it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%. Um, yeah, what did you think of the Ryloth arc? I had I I huh. I, I thought it was on. Per, um, I'll give my thoughts first. Um, honestly, I thought it was kind of boring, and like for the kind of final main arc of this series, I thought it was really it was it was okay. You know, like it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, the one thing I did like about it is uh, like because we already talked about it. Mace Windu's entire role in that arc was really cool. Yes. Um, I found it interesting that also like the Twi'leks, um, they seem to be like maybe not even a spacefaring civilization. Um, it seems like maybe that they have just been visited by other spacefaring civilizations who have like brought them into like the Galactic Council and stuff like that. But it doesn't really seem like they're too technology savvy or anything like that. No, no. They seem, again, fairly primitive, not as primitive as those other dudes, but you know, fairly, yeah. fairly primitive, I guess. Or maybe they're just uh, not a wealthy planet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because But you don't really see... I guess you see Twi'leks outside of their main planet, like Ryloth. 
Um, but not. Yeah, but the only. The, go ahead. I was going to say the only time that you see them is they're either slaves, Jedi, or on the council. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You don't really just see them kind of like out in the open or in the wild, right? No, no. There's, you know, it's either Ala Sakura, that, that one Jedi, right? The blue one. Yeah. Um, and then the council dude, who's the, the giant fat council dude, if, if I'm thinking of the right guy. Um, and then, yeah, they're slaves. <laughs> That's it. You're right. You're totally right. So it's like it just I, – I, I, I thought that it was kind of interesting that it showed kind of that side, I guess, of the whole universe. It's like – uh, just the concept is kind of interesting. It's like, yes, there are these spacefaring civilizations, and they don't have something like the prime directive like they have in Star Trek, right? Yeah. So these other other uh, spacefaring civilizations go in, and they're like, well, we're superior to you, so we can either make you slaves or exploit your planet for resources or whatever, right? Yeah, take your pick. It's bad and bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I thought I, I just thought that that concept was interesting, but I do agree that as like kind of the final arc, really um the it was a little bit uh of a letdown i guess totally i I think so um i did like that they brought in the it looks like the character's name is wat tambor um as the general he was that guy from the second movie who's got like a he's part of the techno union i think um yeah 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 Yeah. i thought that was awesome they gave him a little bit more context right yeah, no, I thought that I actually, as I was watching that, I, I definitely picked up on that, and I thought that that was really cool. Um, I like that they gave General Grievous more context, as you said. Still super fucking cool character. Yeah, I actually like General Grievous so much more as a character now, because he's, like, that much more kind of creepy and, like, sinister in a way. Yeah, exactly. And, like, why does he just have this lair you know, like, yeah. what was he before? <laughs> Maybe they'll give us more information. I hope that they do. Because uh, I want to know, like, what his deal was before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, like, there's just, like, spare body parts of General Grievous in his lair, too. It's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I kept thinking throughout the whole series or throughout the episodes as I watched them was, like, why... Why hasn't this been made into a fucking video game? You know, each arc could be a little mini story. You could do it linear. You could do it open world. I don't know. I don't care. But why hasn't it been made into a game yet? Yeah, I I agree. Like it would make it. You could do like such a cool like open world RPG kind of like almost even like Assassin's Creed style video game. Right. Where like. The, you you could decide if you wanted to help the separatists or help the clones and the Jedi Order and like uh, I don't know who you would be maybe you're a bounty hunter or maybe like the possibilities are endless you could be a rogue Jedi or a rogue Sith or whatever or a bounty hunter it just it feels like it's been wasted you know what I mean um, I did yeah. I, I was looking this up earlier uh, prior to this because I was like I wonder how long EA has exclusive license to Star Wars um, and the first result was that Ubisoft uh, the people who make Assassin's Creed are going to be making an open world Star Wars game probably released 2023 something like that yeah I, I, I actually heard about that when it happened yeah EA, EA lost the license to Star Wars so. yeah well they ruined it <laughs> thank god they yeah they all the Star Wars games that they have made, I haven't played the, uh, what's it called? The something Temple or Fallen? Oh, Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's not bad. I liked it. 
Okay. Yeah, I heard good things about that one, but I mean, they didn't do a good job with Battlefront. Um, they butchered both of them that they tried to remake, mm-hmm. and they also didn't... I They remade Rogue Squadron, but I also heard that it wasn't great. So. I didn't even touch it. I had no idea that they remade it. Or they did remake it, and I immediately thought, oh, it's made by EA, I don't care, you know? Yeah, I think they, again, they kind of went in the... the, the same way that they did with the battlefronts where it's like a lot of online play and like, uh, I don't know. That's just not my thing. I just want like stupid solo play stories that I can relax to kind of. So a a thousand percent. Like I still stand by the fact that the Knights of the old Republic games are the greatest star Wars games that have ever been released and probably will ever be released. But I went back and replayed the first one. I don't know. I want to say a couple years ago, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, they it could just use a facelift, right? Like they all they just need a new style of game like that. Yeah, I agree. And like, uh, you could even do that. Just continue on with that same uh, the do what Dragon Age did. You know what I yes. mean? Because it's like it's made by the same people. Um, they're both Bioware games. So just do what Dragon Age Inquisition did uh, for the Dragon Age series, and just but just put a star wars skin over it that would be so tight yeah yeah exactly that would it would be amazing but i don't know i just hopefully the dark ages of star wars video games will be coming to a close soon because yeah they yeah so excited for um battlefront played it was super disappointed i i just don't like i personally don't have the patience to deal with online shooters anymore you know i used when i had tons of time to dedicate to it i would I would do it and I would get really good. But now I get killed a million times because I'm not, you know, 15 and I don't have a ton of time to just dedicate to it, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I also find them just like, they're just more stressful than solo single player games, mm-hmm. right? It's like, because you're facing other people and you're like, well, I don't want to be bad because people will get mad at me or whatever. Yeah. So like when I go to play a video game, I just want like a nice, like a nice... I, I don't I don't mind a challenging game. Like I like Dark Souls games and stuff like that yeah. for sure. But I just want to like do it at my own time and kinda zone out. Yes, I, I totally get exactly what you're saying. A a good story is more important to me than like the sickest gameplay I Me guess. too. Me too. That's why I loved um Witcher Three. Story phenomenal, right? Like I uh, that is arguably one of the biggest things that draws me to, to games. Um Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, anyway, that was a bit of a side tangent. But I, again, I kept thinking, like, why haven't they done this yet? There's just, there's so much content, and they've just been sitting on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And actually, one of the, one of my favorite Star Wars games, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, actually is set in this era, right? Because it's about a troop of clones. Mm-hmm. Love that game. So, like... Yeah, like if they even made something like I would totally be down for that too. Another Republic Commando, like that was such a good. I game. know, I, I I think it might be in the pipeline, but who knows, right? It, it's crazy. Um, I think with you know the Mandalorian coming out and now having watched this, this was something I was thinking of as I was watching it. But um, <laughs> the I feel like Star Wars is just way better suited to television and not movies you know like it just it lets you have longer story arcs it lets you explore more characters um you don't need to condense like a ton of world building into two hours or 110 minutes or whatever right like it's just i don't know i just 
I think it works way better as television. And the fact that we have so many IPs coming out now uh, from Disney that are all television, all done by the Mandalorian people, I'm like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, we might be entering like a, a golden age of Star Wars, right? Yes, thousand percent. And I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I feel like my favorite Star Wars content is The Mandalorian. It's so good. And it's just because it is like exactly what you said. It gives the story the necessary time to unfold. And it gives it the depth that is needed when you're introducing all these characters and races and planets and stuff like that, where you just like, when, when they're just thrown at you, it's kind of hard. It's like you're coming into the story in the middle or something like that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, I, I, like I said, I think we're entering a, a golden age, hopefully, for it. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. And it'll just keep getting better. Um, I mean, I think it's been proven that, you know, the dudes who did The Mandalorian know how to make a Star Wars piece. So they should be able to continue doing it. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, honestly, one of my one of my favorite movies is Rogue One. Um, and like that is a story that could have been told in an hour and a half, right? We kind of all know the story from, uh, you know, the original trilogy and stuff like that. But that was like the perfect thing. You know, you focus on this very one specific thing that happened during this big, long campaign and you made a movie about it and it was great, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you introduce all these characters and then, spoiler alert, but all those characters fucking die at the end. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, that was... <laughs> well, this, this is wrapped up into a tight, tight little bow, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was wrapped up nicely and it was like, okay, cool. Like, there's no questions. Like, it was just good. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that season two of this animated series is even better. Like, you know, lots of times for these, these series or pretty much any television series, the first season's a bit of a test, right? And then if they hit success, they'll really start dumping resources into it. So I'm hoping number two will see a little bit better, uh, a little bit better animation, a little bit better writing. I mean, who knows? But hopefully. Yeah, no, I agree. And like usually the golden the golden zone for a TV series is like seasons two, three, four ish, you yes. know, depending on how long it goes on. Totally. So, uh I'm hoping I'm hoping that we see that as well. Um I was trying to think. I don't think there's much else I have to say about this first season. Um I mean other than wanting, you know, kind of just more overarching story, which again I hope they bring into the second season. Um, and I hope that they explore, you know, Ahsoka and Anakin's bond a little bit more. Uh, but other than that, um, I mean, I would, if I were to give this, a, you know, a rating out of 10, which I don't even know if we've done in this podcast series yet or not. But if I were to give it a rating out of 10, I'd probably give it like a solid eight, seven and a half, maybe. Yeah, I should. Yeah. That's that's the number I had in my head. I was just thinking about it. I was like, if I were to give it a, it was like eight. Eight, eight's a solid number for the first season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, on average, all the episodes are pretty good. There's a few bunk, yeah. um, a few bunk arcs, a few characters I don't like. Jar Jar, um, yeah. <laughs> the female Jar Jar didn't like her either. Um, but uh, you know, like other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the only thing I do have to uh i guess i got a couple things is one i do like how they explored like the multi multi-dimensionality of like space combat yes um, they did a great job at that yeah where like they came in with the the star destroyer or the proto star destroyer 
um the republic cruisers i guess they are but they like flipped it onto its like side to like shield itself from all the fire and then like release the fighters around it to destroy the other cruisers Uh, i thought that was just like a really cool concept because now they're taking space combat and it's not like uh sea combat where they come at each other head on it's like you can come at them from like any direction yeah any any angle which is way more accurate (laughs) so i thought that was kind of neat and um i just wanted to say that it's kind of interesting that the majority of the arcs that i really really enjoyed were the arcs that didn't revolve around like kind of your main characters like obi-wan and anakin like yes they had some good episodes but the funner arcs for me when they it was when they kind of got away from the the main storyline that is kind of known. When they played more supporting characters, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred. I hope we get to see more Kid Fisto. I gotta be honest with you, I love him as a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I thought Kid Fisto was super cool. He's like super chill, and he's another one of the 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 Jedi who kind of he embodies what a Jedi should be. Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. He just seems like a nice guy. Um, he seems chill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about you, but during the first uh, the ep- the first episode of that arc, um, when we first meet his apprentice or former apprentice, I just I was getting vibes that he was going to be evil. I don't know about you. For some reason, I was. It just felt that way. Um, maybe I don't know. It just felt that way. You know, I can kind of I can kind of see where you're coming from. Um, he was very arrogant. Yes. You know? it, it gave off very, like, kind of insolent to, to a degree. Yes. Um, he was actually very Anakin-esque, you know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Yes. Actually, yeah. Very, very much so. And then, and then he got, and then he got, he got his good, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually kind of interesting to think about. It's like, if the the Jedi were allowed to continue on with this war, actually how many of them might have turned over to the dark side, to the Sith, right? Because like war is going to bring out the worst in people, even Jedi. Um, and the only reason that the Jedi don't get to go forward really is because of Order 66 and they all get murdered. So Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, if it was like left to their own devices, maybe more of them would have joined the dark side. Maybe they'll eventually do something in like the old Republic era where there, where there was like a full on Sith war. Um, yeah. And they'll explore that. Cause that would be awesome. Like another good, good turns, bad or bad turns. Good type thing. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, any, uh, honestly, like right now with the way that star Wars content is going, like they could do anything and I'd probably be super down for it. Cause they have so many options. A hundred percent. Um, I tagged you in something in the Discord, and it looks like they're releasing another animated series. Did you see that? No. Uh, oh, because I, I think there's uh, there there's one with BB-8 in it, isn't there? I don't know. I'm not sure. This one's oh. called uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is maybe that the maybe is that the ones who are going against? Um, Order 66, I wonder. I don't know. Maybe. That would be cool if they did it in kind of a like an animated Clone Wars style vibe. That I'd be down with that. Yeah, if if you look in the little uh the little text section for podcast, it's in there. Uh, I sent it to you. And I tagged uh, you know a few other people, but I thought that was interesting. Uh yeah, no, that is super sweet. Oh, uh, start streaming May the fourth. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Oh shit! It's coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might start watching that on Tuesday. Actually, yeah, that's cool. That actually looks like that's exactly what that might be. About. I think it is. Yeah, man, I'm so far behind on on updates on the content that's coming out. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. The only too. things I, I've only ever I just I've seen that graphic that I think it's Lucasfilms released and it's like twelve shows, you know, yeah. and it's it's like it's like the the bounty hunter show, um, the Obi Wan show, the Ahsoka Tano show, the in person one. Yeah. Oh, side note, um, her head is fucking gigantic. It is huge. Yeah, she's got a big head. <laughs> it's massive. Like the in-person one from the Mandalorian. Again, sorry, spoilers, people. Get over it. Um, the in, like the actual person one. Uh, her head is fucking huge. Like it's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's like not even like you know you you have your Twi'leks right, but it's so much bigger than even like the Twi'leks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to before we end this, uh, I just I wanted to talk about um, Asajj Ventress. I love her as a character. Yeah. I think no, she's, she's awesome. A sweet character. Yeah. Yeah. Any like any a great villain. Yeah. Anything that she's in, she she elevates. It feels like to me. So. Yeah. I I also like the the little uh, I don't know. It's like almost flirtatious that Obi Wan and her have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that too. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it kind of, again, adds a little bit more depth even to Obi-Wan's character. Yeah, and he, you know, he's one of the the best characters in the Star Wars universe, hence the whole... Oh, yeah. Hence the whole new series being released about him. Oh, I'm fucking stoked for that. That's going to be good. I know. I think it'll be a few years or a year or two before we get it, but always something to look forward yeah. to, right? Yeah, exactly. I just have one more. I just want to know what your kind of opinions are of how they ended the season, I guess, with uh, them busting out uh, Zero the Hut, who they imprisoned in the Clone Wars movie. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I'm looking forward to that whole season. Um, I was just scrolling down on the wiki here, and it says... Season two is called Rise of the Bounty Hunters, which is something I'm totally down with. If I could just, if if I could just watch an entire Star Wars series about bounty hunters, I would. And it sounds like this yeah. is going to scratch that itch. Plus, we have the new thing coming out. Yeah. Oh no, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, it, I I feel like it's going to again explore kind of get away from the Jedi side of things and explore kind of maybe a bit more uh, of the underbelly side of like a clone war i guess i hope so i really liked that i don't even remember the guy's name but the main bounty hunter guy with the hat i really liked him i thought it was super cool yeah he was like kind of like a cowboy which was i thought was neat yes i mean it's it's you know space western right yeah yeah exactly that's so true i'm actually excited to see zero the hut a little bit more i like him as a character and i think if he's kind of gonna be the the enemy or the main kind of uh, antagonist in season two, I would be down with that. Me too. And again, I'm hoping that there's a few longer arcs, but if they stick with this mini arc thing, I can, I'll be fine with it, you know? Yeah. I, I, it would be cool if they did have like a big goal that they were working to towards. And then like they played within the mini arcs within that overarching uh, goal, I guess, like a good D and D campaign. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, if they do that, I'll be very happy. But who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess we'll see. I'm excited to find out. So uh, this was good, and I hope that you, the listener, enjoyed uh, another episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you, and until next time. Until next time. All right. See ya.
If you like this episode of In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, why not leave a review? Whether you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts, ratings and reviews are huge. Help us to get through those Sith-like algorithms to reach the most amount of glorious Star Wars fans that we possibly can. If you would like up-to-date information on this podcast, check out our social media. You can find us on Instagram at In a Galaxy Not So Far Away Pod. If you're interested in some of the other shows that the Froggy Style Productions Podcast Network produces, check out their social media. You can find them at Froggy Style Productions on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.